Probiotics can be an important part of your daily routine, and they certainly are a part of mine, but sometimes they are a hassle to take. Nature's Way women's probiotic pearls are just what they sound like, adorable little pearls that couldn't be easier to take. They're tiny, but still pack a punch, supporting both digestive and vaginal health. To learn more, visit naturesway.com slash pearls and use code CHELSEA10 at checkout for 10% off any Pearl's probiotics. Terms and conditions apply, valid through July 31st. This podcast is brought to you by the film Ezra from Bleecker Street, directed by Tony Goldwyn. Oh, he's hot. With an incredible ensemble that includes Robert De Niro, Bobby Cannavale, and Whoopi Goldberg. Ezra is a funny and endearing story about Max, a divorced father struggling to co-parent his autistic son, Ezra. When faced with difficult decisions about the future, they embark on a cross-country road trip that has a transcendent impact on both their lives. Deadline calls Ezra a touching testament to the power of love. In theaters, May 31st. Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girlbomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate Girlbomb grip and professional-grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girlbomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girlbomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between Lisa and West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is expertly crafted from natural latex, natural wool, and certified safe foams to elevate your sleep sanctuary and support a greener tomorrow. Plus, every purchase helps fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Visit lisa.com forward slash Chelsea to learn more. That's L-E-E-S-A dot com forward slash Chelsea. Hi, Catherine. Hi, Chelsea. How are you? Oh, hi. Welcome to Dear Chelsea, everybody. It's a brand new episode of Dear Chelsea. I'm well. I am pretty excited. I've been in Canada because I'm doing my stand-up dates here, my touring dates here. But Joe was with me for a while with the dogs, which Mm -hmm. was amazing because Mm -hmm. he would walk them and feed them and walk them. And I don't like walking my dogs. First of all, my (laughs) dogs are pretty unwalkable. But- I just don't like it. And I'm so lazy, which is why I'm a terrible parent and I know not to have a child. But when he left, I found the pee pads in the closet mm-hmm. and just rever- resorted to that. <laughs> I put them on the balcony, I open the door, and then they just go and use that. Like I take them out once, yeah. and he used to take them out seven times a day. Oh so. I mean, it's like, it's such a stark contrast from when he's here. Yeah. And I don't understand, like, Bert will pace upstairs. In, in Whistler, my, my the bedrooms are downstairs and the living room's upstairs. Yeah. And Bert will pace back and forth all morning. And the pitter-patter of his claws is so fucking annoying. It's so <laughs> annoying. At 5.45 every morning, oh, he starts no. pacing. Like, let's go. Let's go. I want to eat. Let's go. So the idea, and every morning I'm like, God, just go back to bed, Bert. Go back to bed, I'm thinking, for my bed. 
But every morning, Joe would just pop right out of bed and go take them out. And then he has no problem, like, you know, at night when I'm stoned and ready to get into bed, the last thing I want to do is take them out. And he'll do it on a moment's notice. Like, he has a different mental capacity than I do. And I'd like to tap into his because I do want to be somebody who wants to take my dogs out. Yeah. But I don't think it's going to happen in this lifetime, Catherine. I mean, let's be realistic. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, maybe not in their lifetimes because they don't seem like they really want to like go for a hike. <laughs> they seem pretty lazy. No, they are. That's part of it. They just like walk outside listlessly, you know, right. and then pee 40 times and on each other. Oh, it's just no. like, it's so exhausting. Like one I of them is get... sniffing and the other one lifts his leg. Yes. His... Yeah. That and I happens. have, to, uh, my rugs are both ruined here. I'm like, I'm fairly certain my entire place just smells like urine. So I've basically turned into, you know, somebody who's basically living like in a trailer park with their dogs. crazy cat lady, but with dogs. Yeah, I know. I'm just like, I've lost all ability for any sort of decorum. Well, you know what? You're at your vacation home. It can you can live in squalor. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm living in squalor. My my white privilege vacation right, home. Right. Well, today we have a really fun guest, Chelsea. Our guest today is an award-winning actress, and she recently starred in the Emmy-winning drama series *In Treatment*. And then she just finished the Broadway production of Clyde's. Painkiller is a new project that is coming out on Netflix. It's a limited series starring her and Matthew Broderick. So please welcome Uzo Aduba. Uzo, how are you? I am great. How were you? How were y'all? Well, I was excited. First of all, I want to say that I just recently saw Uzo's play Clyde in New York, which I think has already ended, right? Did you just rap? Yeah, we just finished on the 16th of January. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you for coming to see us, too, by the way. Oh, Joe Coy and I came. Oh, as a, yes, we came and we sat in the back of the theater, not in our assigned seats. Uh, <laughs> we decided to move because Joe had a cocktail and we weren't allowed to bring that in either. So we were breaking oh. laws left and rules left yeah, and right, right coming right. there. But we loved seeing you. I love seeing you in action. You know how I feel about your acting. I love it. Thank you. Thanks, lady. This Thank is Catherine, you. my co-host and producer, Catherine Hello. Uzo. Catherine. Nice to meet you. I love your hair, Catherine. Thank you. It's just it's it. bright pink today and fluffy, and she's always full of color when I get here. <laughs> how are you doing, Uzo? How, how has uh, pandemic life been treating you? I heard that you secretly got married during the pandemic. Is that a fact? That is a fact. Whoa. I sure did. I got married um, September 12th. 2020. Yeah. It was, you know, it was, it was even like, it's not so much. I would say like a secret. It's like that expression. Like it wasn't a secret. It just wasn't anybody's business or I wasn't talking about it. You know, we'd been together. It was a long time coming and it just so happened that a pandemic happened, you know, like that was meant to happen, but then we all got shuttered in. And so were you able to spend the wedding with your family and your friends and have all the people that were important to you there? Yeah, that was, you know, what's so funny about pandemic? I mean, about pandemic weddings, weddings, exactly. The thing about pandemic weddings is because you can't have this never ending list of names, you know, of people showing up, you really are forced to tailor it down to the allowed number, you know, because living in New York, especially in that time, it was so limited, the number of people who could gather. 
So we were forced to really get down to the bones of it. And it wound up just being our families in the end. And to tell you the honest truth, it was awesome. It was perfection. It was really great. Because then, you know, the way you all experience life together, you have siblings, you know, like my brothers and sisters. Now everybody plays like an even more significant role on the day, you know, because it's just you guys. Yeah. Did you write your own vows or did you use traditional vows? Combination, wrote and the traditional part. Like we kept like the swearing part in where it's like, do you vow to like, <laughs> for better or worse? I'm like, I'm going to need this in writing. Like I'm going to need the part, like my better and worse parts. Like, you know, um, we kept those parts, but yeah, we wrote our own as well. And how does it feel to be a married woman? Hmm. It feels the same, but different. You know, it's so funny because right before we were engaged, my cousin, my little cousin was getting married and she had said this thing we were talking about, you know, like getting married and this and this. And she was in the middle of her engagement. And she said something like, don't mourn being single because there are really precious things about that that you never are going to get again. And I was like, like, what do you mean? And she was like, you just being able to just truly without explanation, get up and go without telling anybody, I'm going to Tahiti. That's just gone. Just those little things. And I think that's more of the difference. Checking in was just never something that was like expected of me before. And it's like, oh, now I have to check in that I'm coming home. Those little things. But I like it. I don't know. I think it just gave me like a that I wanted, not needed, but wanted. Uh-huh. That's interesting. I, I like the notion of dating, you know? I love having a boyfriend instead of having mm. a husband. Like, I just think it's a sexier-sounding thing. And Joe, and, you know, when I talk to my girlfriends about being married, they're like, Gwyneth Paltrow said this. She said she was, when we got engaged, we didn't live together for two years. Or we got married, we didn't live together for two years. She goes, and it just got sexier and hotter, our relationship. Like, it became like a flirtation almost. Like, we were married, but still not together. And she's like, so there was this buildup. She goes, where all of a sudden, him being my husband became so much sexier than him being my boyfriend. And I was like, oh, okay, let me try and think about it in that framework. Because I always equate weddings is like, okay, then the party's over. That's the last party <laughs> and then it's over. And I want the potential for another party to always be around the corner. Maybe that's the thing. Maybe we should have continuous parties going. You know, even if you're married, you get to have some kind of event that gives you the freedom to be, I don't know, still feel that singlehood. Also, I will say, I think it's different. If I worked in a different industry, maybe where you come home every single day, you know what I mean? Like we have like the fortune of feeling like dating sometimes because you're out of town for work. So you have those little like periods apart, but that make me miss him more, even more like just our day to day. So what did you do with your brothers and sisters on your wedding day? Like what, what were their responsibilities? Because that is one reason I would get married to make sure that all my brothers and sisters would be able to share that with me. Totally. Well, first of all, we... Well, they were part of a lot of the readings. We had like little things, you know, like letters that we found, like love letters from like poets and musicians to their lovers and things like this that we had thought were really beautiful and had those read, which was kind of cool. They read that stuff. They did the toasts, getting us ready. It was funny because it was like we didn't have 
bridesmaids or groomsmen. They just were like, everybody was a participant. Everybody participated, like someone did the blessing, someone did the reading of like, my brother married us, things like that. Like everybody's hand is in that. My nieces and nephews were like all the like flower girls. Actually, my one of my nieces was the bridesmaid. Everybody played, every single one of our parents and siblings played a role in the day. And that was awesome. And how many brothers and sisters do you have? I have, I'm one of five. Oh yeah. Okay. So me too. Yeah. One of five. And what number are you? I'm three. Mm-hmm. Middle. What number are you? I'm number, I'm the youngest. Youngest. Where I fucking belong. <laughs> <laughs> That is the only position for me. <laughs> we'll be right back. This podcast is brought to you by the new film Ezra from Bleecker Street. Directed by Tony Goldwyn and with an incredible ensemble cast that includes Robert De Niro, Bobby Cannavale, Whoopi Goldberg, Rose Byrne, Rain Wilson, and Vera Farmiga. Along with newcomer William A. Fitzgerald, the film is an endearing and often funny story about Max, a divorced father and stand-up comedian living with his father and struggling to co-parent his autistic son, Ezra. When forced to confront difficult decisions about the future, Max and Ezra embark on a cross-country road trip that has a transcendent impact on both their lives. Ezra is an endearing and often funny exploration of a family determined to find their way through life's complexities with humor, compassion, and heart. An official selection of Deadline calls the film a touching testament to the power of love. IndieWire says it's funny and moving, and according to Next Best Picture, Ezra approaches autism with heart and authenticity. Only in theaters nationwide May 31st. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new natural hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design icon West Elm, the natural hybrid is the culmination of the two companies' shared values, premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the natural hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary, indulges your senses, and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families families have a safe place to sleep. Visit lisa.com forward slash Chelsea to learn more. That's L-E-E-S-A dot com forward slash Chelsea. Hi, it's Chelsea here. If you've noticed that your hair isn't looking as full as it used to, Zion Health is here to help. Zion stands out as the experts in men's and women's hair loss treatments. I didn't realize that up to 50% of women struggle with hair loss which is weird because we need to be talking about that more. Zion has treatments for all stages of life, including for hair loss due to menopause or pregnancy. Zion offers medicated and non-medicated solutions that are developed by dermatologists to maximize the growth and density of your hair. Getting a prescription is simple. Their online consultation platform gives you convenient access to personalized treatment plans. Hair loss gets more and more difficult to treat the longer you wait, so seek help with them soon. Visit xyonhealth.com to get started. That's xyonhealth.com. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. 
he says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Tired of hair removal tools that just don't cut it? Conair Bomb gives you smooth, flawless results while putting you firmly in control. From achieving that silky smooth skin to boosting your inner confidence, Conair Girl Bomb is all about helping you elevate your self-care game. Whether it's creating a hype playlist, throwing yourself into a hobby, or scheduling some me time, self-care is important to keeping you feeling confident and empowered. It's time to take your hair removal routine to the next level. You can trust Conair Girl Bomb to get the job done right. Conair Girl Bomb gives you the secret weapons for achieving powerful results with ease. Designed with women in mind, these tools boast the Sassy Girl Bomb Grip for unparalleled handling and precision, along with professional grade blades to deliver results that you used to only get from men's tools. No more compromising. So, to all you incredible women out there, treat yourself to a little Conair Girl Bomb magic. Don't settle for anything less than perfection. Elevate your grooming game with Conair Girl Bomb. Available now at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. So you must wear two hats in your family, right? Because you're an older sister to some and a younger sister to others. Totally. And like, there's an age gap between my older brother and older sister and I. So like my older sister and I, who are, she's two and I'm three, there's six years between us. So like, I'm super younger sibling for them, you know, when I came out. And then like, then they went to college and left the house. And then I was super older sibling over here, even though they didn't want me to be like, they like kept trying to steal me of my title of like older sibling, but like my younger siblings, but I'm still super bossy and like would make them. So like, I definitely like balanced that. But then like my younger sister, Chi Chi and I, we're really close. We're a year and a half apart. And we're the only ones who are both a year and a half apart both girls and shared a room together our whole lives. And even were roommates up until like 10 years ago. So like we had like an almost twin sister. Yeah, right. Yeah. I shared a room with my sister who actually was six years older than me. And we did not act like twins. She was a pain in my ass from the very beginning. And we we had tape. We would line our room because we shared a room. No. We put tape. Oh, yeah. We put tape down. And she taped her side to the side where the door was. So she thought that I was going to have to ask her when I wanted to leave the room. I was like, no, bitch. I don't care how much older you are than me. Like, that is, don't get it twisted. I'm still in charge here. <laughs> Let me tell you, my sister. So me and my sister, Chi-Chi, we shared a room. But my older sister moved out when she went to college. I I moved into her room being like, I want my own room. But it was downstairs and it was by myself. Like nobody else was down there. Hated it. I don't think I even made it like six months by myself down there. Tried to come back into the room, which is ours, because she does not own this house. And she tried to tell me it was not my room anymore. <laughs> like she tried to be like, you can't sleep. And I was like, I can definitely sleep in here. And then I remember she was like, well, you can only have this. And I was like, the same. Like, I was like, I can occupy as much space as I want in this room. Move over, get out of my way. Do you feel like a lot of the stuff that you learned within your family comes into play when you're on sets and kind of like organizing people? Like, I know when Orange is the New Black, you guys had this massive cast of people. So like, there were a lot of hats that a lot of you wore. But how do you feel like that has found its way into your work, like your family dynamic? I'll say, A, I think, cooperation, whether you want to or not, depending on the placement of the child, to be fair. 
I can't speak for lastborns because my lastborn is like super. He's actually very good, but like was definitely the most spoiled. So I can only speak for like people who are in the middle, like of it all. But in the definite scheme of things, you have to cooperate. I think you just let a few more things roll, probably because it's not that deep, or you know it could go that deep, and it's over the stupidest thing, you know. So like that is something I think I've learned. I like to be around a lot of people. Like I like having people over. I like having people come and stay and stuff. Probably didn't really phase me that there were, for example, season one of Orange, there weren't enough dressing rooms at the studio for everybody. So like they had, I think it was Sesame Street because Sesame Street was in this like shot in the same place, wherever their dressing rooms were, when we would shoot, when they weren't shooting or whatever, they had a green room that a bunch of us all stayed in, you know, we would play cards and just like make up games and hang out when then if you were your time to like get ready to shoot, there was a conference room just off it. And like, we'd all go and change in there. And I think like making things work doesn't really phase me. You know what I mean? Like you have to just sort of accommodate whatever the situation calls for, be accommodating. How do you feel now? Like, obviously, your career is going great. You were amazing in In Treatment. You were amazing playing Shirley Chisholm. And now you went from your big, big break, Orange is the New Black, where you're participating in an ensemble cast. And now you're moving on and doing stuff on your own. Like, how does that feel to you as an artist? Are you feeling like you're standing in your power more? Like, this is exactly what you hoped everything would turn into from Orange is the New Black? Yes. But I think you said it right. It's like more. The operative is like, I feel like I'm standing into my power more. I think in the beginning I was, I don't know, like wobbly legged feeling, you know, just, I don't know if anybody else has ever felt this, but like feelings of worth, feelings of value, like should I be occupying this much space or not? You know, all of these questions. Do I belong here even, right? Do I belong here? Yes. Imposter syndrome, you know, all of these things are like super real. And then I don't know, there was a coming to an arrival point of like, I might not know whether I do or not, but I'm going to stand here a little bit more sturdily. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. I wish people could see you right now, too, because you're like feeling these words with your whole body. <laughs> I talk with my hands like so much and like I'll bre- I'll be like, you know, it's like not. And they're like, yeah, I totally know. And I'm like, you know, I don't know how that plays for podcasts. Sorry, America. But That's like my thing. But yeah, it's that feeling like I feel like I'm coming into myself. I also think that's like maturity that plays into that. I don't know how you ladies feel. Like just growing up generally and realizing like how like you've lived and how whatever sort of like conditions or restrictions have been placed on yourself, how has that served me or not? And whether I want to continue forward for the rest of the chapters to come with that. Yeah. Are you, are you spiritual? Yes. I use the language of Christian and those stories because I'm familiar with them, but I'm not religious. I believe in a God, how we call it, how we name it. I'm less invested in, I'm more invested in the knowing that there is something else above me. Yeah. I was talking to my friend and she goes, well, what do you believe in? And I said, well, I just, I believe 
I don't believe in God per se, but she goes, oh, please. Everyone says they believe in something other than God, that there's something else out there. She's like, that's God. (laughs) I'm like, no. I'm like, I don't believe in God. But yeah, that's the name we have for it. It's the only name or universe. You know what I mean? They're both not cutting the mustard for me. So it's somewhere in between (laughs) God and the universe, even though I, I also believe something else is at play that we're not able to ever recognize or see. On the off times that we do feel it, where we feel like we've been touched by something bigger than ourselves or something's moved in a certain direction for the circumstances to turn out the way they do, it is a humbling experience to be like, oh, wow, this isn't just about me and my decision making. Do you recognize it in the moment or do you all feel it later, like when you're reflecting? I mean, the more I meditate, the more I do like, you know, mindfulness and practice that, the more I'm open to it being a part of my day every day. I definitely Mm. in the past when there has been big moments or shifts or I've, you know, skirted out of a disaster that I was sailing towards, you know, like things like that when there's all of a sudden everything works to make that impossible. Bigger moments previously, but now that I'm hip to it, I'm like, oh, okay, yeah. All of these things that are in motion are really have so little to do with you in the end. You know, everything has to come together from so many different directions for something to work out right that I just assume it's kind of part of everything now. Gotcha. Do you like now with this business, like you and this massive career that you have have and have had over now decades successfully, like, which is it's a consistency of your it's excellence, you know, like oh, okay. at this point, right? That it's not a fluke. There's, there's, yeah, right, right. (laughs) Right. Well, no, I mean, I think all of us in any career, I mean, if you're in this business, you do go through periods of self consciousness where you're like, wait, you can still feel like an imposter. You can still feel like, oh, God, is it old? Is it too much? Is it the same? Is it blah, blah, blah? But yeah, I lean, I err more on the side of like, you know, I'm at an age now where I know that I'm not an accident. I don't feel like I have imposter syndrome. When I go somewhere, I feel like I belong. And I feel like people are pretty lucky to hang out with me when they get the opportunity. Like, I feel that way about myself. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, like, I don't spread myself too thin anymore because Mm. I care too much about myself and my well-being. And I just want to be happy more than anything. Like, I I think it takes a lot of self-assuredness to just be able to say, I don't want to work for this period of time. You know, I don't want to do this. I don't have to do this. There's not a desperation, you know, that you have when you're in your 20s trying to get people to understand that you have something to offer. So if you lay the foundation and the groundwork over a period of time, then we get to step back and go, okay, I've laid the groundwork for this career. Now I can have a little bit more fun with it. Now Uh it's not all my, my whole drive or my whole life. Yes, yes. But uh, yeah, I mean, you know, like being in a relationship, that's new for me and I'm fucking loving it. I fucking love it. And I was not interested in that or looking for that in any major way. So what changed then? Why now? Well, I think with my therapy and everything I did, I just started to look at the world in a much different way. So the person that I've been friends with for 15 years, I saw him in a different light. You know, I didn't ever look at him like that before because I was very closed minded about who I was going to date and a guy could wear a pinky ring and I would, you know, sew my (laughs) vagina shut that night. Like anything could turn me off. Like it could be the simplest little thing. If there's a flip flop, you know, too close to my eyeline, I'm like, ah, you know, like there are so many small, I once went on a date with a guy who wore an Hermes belt and I fucking lost it. As soon as he got up to go to the bathroom, I got up and left without saying goodbye. (laughs) Yeah. I saw it. I was like, oh, and then he was wearing a cologne. (laughs) 
<laughs> I, I was like, no, that's a deal breaker. I'm not doing that. So after therapy, I was much, I looked at the values rather than material things. Like, I'm like, wait, somebody represent, this person is fun and funny and I adore him. And then I was able to like become attracted to him through a different kind of, yeah, I would say different lens is how I always say it. I guess that's an apt description. Anyway, enough about me, Uzo. Okay, so today, this is what we do on this podcast. We have callers and listeners who call in and write in for advice, and then we give it to them straight. Yes. You up for that task, girl? I am up for the task. Okay, let's do it. Catherine is going to lead us in with our first, with our first patient. Oh, and Uso's a doctor, too, from In Treatment. So we're all doctors here. Except, actually, you need to go get your community college degree at the very least. I do. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? I actually did. I attended three colleges, and one of them was a community college. And it was like they were some of the best classes I had ever taken. It was great. I went to community college for a semester right after high school. I tried to just throw my parents a bone and said, I'll do this for like a semester and then we'll all see what a mistake it is. And I went to (laughs) the County College of Morris in New Jersey, which I bragged to people was one of the top 10 community colleges in the country. And I studied Russian history for a month. And then wow. I was like, I got to get the Russian fuck out. History. Yeah, like yeah. Very intense. Oh, but... yeah. I was into SARS and oligarch and, uh, oligarchs and all that shit. Anyway, I went for a semester and then I was like, this is, I got to get the fuck out of New Jersey. <laughs> like, this is bringing me down. Yeah. And then I went to L.A. and I that was the end of community college for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll take a quick ad break and then we'll be back with some questions. Excellent. This podcast is brought to you by the new film Ezra from Bleecker Street. Directed by Tony Goldwyn and with an incredible ensemble cast that includes Robert De Niro, Bobby Cannavale, Whoopi Goldberg, Rose Byrne, Rain Wilson, and Vera Farmiga. Along with newcomer William A. Fitzgerald, the film is an endearing and often funny story about Max, a divorced father and stand-up comedian living with his father and struggling to co-parent his autistic son, Ezra. When forced to confront difficult decisions about the future, Max and Ezra embark on a cross-country road trip that has a transcendent impact on both their lives. Ezra is an endearing and often funny exploration of a family determined to find their way through life's complexities with humor, compassion, and heart. An official selection of Deadline calls the film a touching testament to the power of love. IndieWire says it's funny and moving, and according to Next Best Picture, Ezra approaches autism with heart and authenticity. Only in theaters nationwide May 31st. We all know how important it is to get a good night's sleep. I know that if I don't sleep for eight hours a night, I am not as sharp. From memory foam mattresses that hug in all the right places to hybrids that keep you cool all night long. Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support at every price point. Lisa's Sapira Hybrid has been named Wirecutter's best hybrid mattress five years running, and collectively, their mattresses have over 20,000 five-star reviews. Delivery is free, returns are easy, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash Chelsea for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. L-E-E-S-A dot com forward slash Chelsea. Hi, it's Chelsea here. If you've noticed that your hair isn't looking as full as it used to, Zion Health is here to help. Zion stands out as the experts in men's and women's hair loss treatments. I didn't realize that up to 50% of women struggle with hair loss. 
which is weird because we need to be talking about that more. Zion has treatments for all stages of life, including for hair loss due to menopause or pregnancy. Zion offers medicated and non-medicated solutions that are developed by dermatologists to maximize the growth and density of your hair. Getting a prescription is simple. Their online consultation platform gives you convenient access to personalized treatment plans. Hair loss gets more and more difficult to treat the longer you wait, so seek help with them soon. Visit xyonhealth.com to get started. That's xyonhealth.com. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed... Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Tired of hair removal tools that just don't cut it? Conair Girl Bomb gives you smooth, flawless results while putting you firmly in control. From achieving that silky smooth skin to boosting your inner confidence, Conair Girl Bomb is all about helping you elevate your self care game. Whether it's creating a hype playlist, throwing yourself into a hobby, or scheduling some me time, self-care is important to keeping you feeling confident and empowered. It's time to take your hair removal routine to the next level. You can trust Conair Girl Bomb to get the job done right. Conair Girl Bomb gives you the secret weapons for achieving powerful results with ease. Designed with women in mind, these tools boast the Sassy Girl Bomb Grip for unparalleled handling and precision, along with professional grade blades to deliver results that you used to only get from men's tools. No more compromising. So, to all you incredible women out there, treat yourself to a little Conair Girl Bomb magic. Don't settle for anything less than perfection. Elevate your grooming game with Conair Girl Bomb. Available now at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. And we're back. <laughs> and that's how we do it. And that's how we roll here at Dear Chelsea. Here for it. So, Uzo, we have some kind of tricky questions for you today. So, oh, Uzo, be on high alert. I'm ready. I'm ready. Our first question comes from Kay. Dear Chelsea, I was in an awful marriage that was ending, and in a vulnerable state, I made the awful mistake of giving in to an affair. My marriage ended, and my ex never knew of the affair. However, the man I had the affair with remains married with children, and his wife doesn't know. I'm currently in recovery and grapple with the idea of making amends. I have always thought telling her would do more harm than good, and to make matters more complicated, I was also friends with her. Her husband and mine were coworkers. I was ready to let it go and keep the secret. However, after a year of no contact, her husband has tried to get in touch and back to his dirty ways, trying to start things up again. Gross. Do I carry this or do I tell her? Kay. Hmm. Whoa. It's the coming back. Initially, when I was hearing the story, I was just like, leave it alone. Do not address. Just step out. That he's coming back. I would be like, don't call me again. And if you do, then I'm going to tell your wife. I think you give him the opportunity to like course correct, essentially. And then if he doesn't, then like straighten him up. 
it sucks that they have kids. It sucks that that happened. It happens. But it also kind of sounds like in that letter, like she's, do you want to go back into it? Are you looking for? I think she is not wanting to get back into it. She's mended her ways and feels bad about it. It seems to me that she's not interested. My question would be, like, if she says no to him, is he just going to go find somebody else? Well, yeah, it sounds like he's already in an unhappy. Yeah, I mean, that's not her problem. Like, what he's up to is not your problem, because as long as the relationship's over, it's not your problem. But if you said you were friends with his ex, like, how close to friends, I would say, first of all. Like, is that a good friend of yours? Because if it is a good friend of yours... I mean, I think every woman owes it to other women to be truthful and honest, especially in these kinds of circumstances. Uh, If she wasn't a really good friend of yours, you might feel differently. And then it's like you're going and blowing up this family that it's not really your family to blow it up and you're not having an active affair with him. So I would say, A, consider the level of friendship you have with this woman and like what kind of honesty you think you owe her. And B, yeah, do what Uzo did. If he calls you again, go, listen, I'm not interested anymore. If you want, you know, if you call me again, I'm going to contact your wife. And that should nip everything in the bud anyway. I don't know how I feel about going and like blowing up another person's family. That's not. That's like a heavy thing to do. And I don't think, by the way, that they're the active friends because didn't it say that she was her husband and the wife work together? So it's like, it's not like this is like her from school, like, you know what I mean? Right. Friends by proxy of the ex. Then it's like, leave it alone. Yeah. I mean, it's tempting. Yeah. When there are children involved, I just would say, leave it alone. Just don't even go down that road. And if you have to get him off your jock, just tell him, you know, the thing that's going to get him off of your jock, which is that you're going to tell his wife. That usually works. It seems to work. Yeah. More effective than get lost, I suppose. Yeah, having affairs is, you know, it's so upsetting, but it's also so fucking common. Like, so many people have extramarital affairs. You're just like, oh, God, I wish it weren't so regular. Yeah. (laughs) Well, and it's like, how, yeah, just fucking, don't even get me started. You mean the the time commitment? Like, how people can even have the time to balance? How are you even doing it is the magic that I'm fascinated by. Yeah, exactly. Like, one relationship (laughs) is enough for us. (laughs) Yes. Aren't you scared? Anyway. Yeah. Or too busy. Well, our next question, and this is a caller. Dear Chelsea, I'm a 26-year-old single woman from Chicago. I come from a large family and have five siblings. I recently found out my mom has not paid the property taxes on my childhood home in five years, and the property is about to be seized. I am, however, in the financial position to get a mortgage on the house, pay the taxes, and make necessary house repairs. The issue is I can't afford both the mortgage and my rent. I don't trust my mom to pay the mortgage since she hasn't paid the property taxes in five years and is generally bad with money. And as the only financially stable person in the family, I can't have my credit tanked with missing payments. So my two choices are, one, give up my cute bachelorette pad and get a mortgage, pay the taxes and make repairs, and move back home with my family. Or two, keep my dating and social life intact, say it's not my problem, and watch my family fall into homelessness. Any advice? Thanks, Jennifer. Fuck. I know it's a tricky one. These are big decisions. There's also a oh, time Jennifer's limit on here. This. Oh, thank God. Okay, good. Hi. <laughs> Hi. Hi, Jennifer. We have Uzo on today too as our guest. Hi. Nice to meet you guys. Hi, Jennifer. Hi. I'm sorry you're dealing with that. It happens. It's life. <laughs> yeah, I know. We have so much baggage from our family. It is like, oh, look at that cute little, what, was that a cat? It's already gone. Yeah, it's a cat. 
<laughs> Tell him I say meow. What? So what's yeah. this? Who's who lives with your mom in the house now? So currently, it's my two brothers who are in college, and then my older sister who is disabled. Okay. And did you have a conversation with your mom about these payments not being? Yeah, I mean, I talked to her about it, and she, it is what it is. I mean, she's a teacher and a single mom, so she just she just couldn't pay them. And is she freaking out that the house it might be seized? Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah. And how would you feel if you didn't step in and save the day? Yeah, it's tough because it's like part of me wants to like put on my cape, you know, and come save the day. But another part is like maybe I just kind of have big sister syndrome and I just feel like I need to swoop in and save my siblings because just kind of what big sisters do, you know, so it's kind of hard. I'm kind of at a, my dating prime, just turned 27, living it up in the city, got a cute apartment. And, you know, I don't really want to give that up, but it's like, I am empathizing with my brothers and I couldn't imagine if I were in college and my life got turned upside down, I didn't have stability. I probably wouldn't have turned out as good as I did. I wouldn't be in the position to do what I'm doing. And it's like, I want to give my brothers a chance to start off their life on the right foot. But it's like, wow, at the expense of my own life, you know, so it's it's kind of tough. It's kind of tough. Mm, yeah, that's a big responsibility. Uzo, what are your thoughts? Well, that's totally a lot. And, you know, just sort of echoing what Chelsea said, I'm sorry that you're going through that. I can only imagine day to day what you're thinking about. My question would be, you could jump in and save the day today. Yeah. And what happens after today? What happens tomorrow? Yeah. The way I kind of looked at it is like, this wouldn't be a permanent solution. I mean, I essentially am thinking like, if I do this, it's going to be a three-year plan and just kind of reevaluate how everything is going. Because my biggest thing is just, making sure my brothers are settled and they graduate college and they get settled in their careers and things like that. So it's like, they're still kind of kids cause they're teenagers. This wouldn't be a long-term thing. Like after three years, I would kind of reassess the situation. But at the same time, it's like, in three years, I'm going to be in my thirties. I'm like sacrificing the end of my twenties to do the family thing, you know? Which is a hundred in twenties years, um, by the way. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> I don't know your family. I understand and totally empathize and sympathize with the desire to swoop in and jump in. Um, I wonder if there's a middle that can be found, if perhaps there's a world where you could stay in your great apartment that you have worked for and been excited about and aspiring towards over the years. And if there is a way of helping your mom and your siblings into another housing situation that maybe isn't this that's that's sounding like it might be a little bit difficult for them to manage month to month yeah that's another thing i was thinking about so another option is we sell the house we try to find another living situation but it's like my grandparents bought this house in like the 80s i'm not going to find anything cheaper to house my family in so it's like moving to a different housing situation which just kind of adds to the financial strain because this is essentially the cheapest option i could help my mom she could save some money and get on her feet i mean i'd also be saving money but i mean i'm, I'm already on my feet so that's not really an issue so it's like moving i feel like moving into a different house just kind of pushes the issue down the road a little bit like if we can't afford this 
living situation, they're not really going to be able to afford any other living situation. Honestly, I think you're just going to have to, I would go home and move in and just make sure that my brothers and sisters are looked after and until they're on yeah. their feet. You know, you have a, another sister you said, you mentioned, I think it's, it's three year. If you have it in your head, you sound like you have, you're a planner and you're looking at the long game instead of the short game, which is a huge advantage. Right. You know, if you can look at it like three years. It's not like you can't date while you're living at your mom's house. I mean, yeah. anyone who hears yeah. this story is going to be like, oh my God, you're a fucking badass. You know, you went in to yeah, save the day. True. Like, you know, Shira, pretty princess of power going in and helping your family like first of all that's very attractive and you know it's a perfect example for you to go check out guys houses so that you can go listen we can't go back to my fucking mother's house so i need to go see where you live and what's going on with your situation and i think you're going to have a lot of self-worth for doing that for your family you're not going to let your mom get kicked out of her house not if you can do something about it it's just not even probably in your dna to do that yeah At the end of the day, if it comes down to it, like them having somewhere to go and not having somewhere to go, you're going to make sure that your parents and your family's house. Exactly. I don't want to do nothing. And then I'm in my one bedroom apartment. I don't want to like tell you what to do. But at the same time, it's like, this is your family. And it's like, yes, dating is cool. But like, no one can ever replace those people, period, point blank. Yeah. It's going to come and go really quickly. You'll be in your... 35 years. Yeah. <laughs> That's when the party really gets started any, anyway, Jennifer, is at 30. That's when the party officially starts. Right now, you're just you're just pre-gaming. This is all just like tailgating. <laughs> Question for you, Jennifer. Is, is your mom in financial duress like right now or strained financially because of the pandemic? I think, I mean, partially the pandemic, yeah. Partially just because she's a teacher. Well, another avenue for you to explore, I don't know if you've listened to us on this podcast when we talk about Pandemic of Love, but my friend Shelly Tagilski runs Pandemic of Love and they can figure out financial aid, mutual, they do mutual financial aid for people. So if you go DM her on Instagram, it's at Mindful Skate Girl is her handle. Uh, Mindful Skater mm-hmm. Girl. Mindful Skater Girl. Say you're a friend of mine and just inquire about mutual aid because she is she runs this foundation and they've exchanged $60 million over the last couple of years with people who need help because of the pandemic. So try that too and see if anything can happen there because a lot of our callers have used that resource and it's been really helpful for so many people. Oh, nice. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So go DM her and keep us posted what you decide to do, please. Okay. Will do. Yeah. You're not going to go wrong sticking with your family and coming in and saving the day. You're never going to go wrong being Florence Nightingale. That's good. As long as it's for the right people, you know, your relatives. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I've spent many hours talking to my therapist about it. So just coming down to making a decision. Good. Good for you. The way you're making the decision is good. Good for you. Strong minded. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Jennifer. And we wish you best of luck. Thank you. Bye. Take care. All right. Bye. Wow. Hopefully Shelly can just help them. And then that will be the end of that conversation. That would be amazing. My friend Shelly runs this organization, Uzo. It's incredible. They just give money away to people. A million dollars? That's a I think it's more than that now. It's it's a lot. Yeah, because it's been going on since the beginning of the pandemic. But she just finds people to match with other people. So whoever's like going through a hard time can find a donor in San Francisco or, you know, some guy who has money that he wants to help out with. And then you can kind of cultivate a relationship with these people, your donor. And then, you know, when you fall on hard times, if the donors ever fall on hard times, they go right back to the source of where they were giving money from. So it's a great, nice circular system. 
Yeah. I mean, for anybody who's doing something like that, I would just say if she does need to move back in with her family, like set really clear expectations, whether or not you see an attorney, like do that in writing so everybody knows, like, here's how much mom is going to pay in rent, even though she's taking care of the taxes. Maybe the older brothers have like a part time job and they can contribute, you know, a small amount, but meaningfully toward toward rent and toward the living situation so that she can get back to the city and mm-hmm. do fun stuff again. It reminds me of like when I told my brothers and sisters, I was like, OK, I've had it. Like, I want dad to move to my house in L.A. I'm going to get 24 hour care. He's going to be at my house. He's in, he was in a wheelchair at this point. And my brothers and sisters were like, that's a terrible idea. We're not allowing you to do that. <laughs> I was like, why? I can afford 24-hour care. I can do all this. They're like, Chelsea, you emotionally cannot handle dad in your house. It doesn't matter <laughs> what part of the house you think you're in. As your brothers and sisters, we are videoing this idea. <laughs> and I was like, oh, thank God I didn't go through with that. But I'm a different personality. You know, I don't have little brothers because if I had anyone little to look after, I would just do whatever I needed to do, obviously. She totally said it right with older sister syndrome. It's hard. I was hearing her and I was like, I totally hear you. And it's tough because you're just like wanting to set sail. But at the same time, it's your family. And I honestly like can see both sides, like whatever choice somebody like Jennifer were to make, you still would have to like, show up for your family in some capacity, you know, even if you decide to stay where you are, you're going to have to step in at some point. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Families are hard. Very much so. This podcast is brought to you by the new film Ezra from Bleecker Street, directed by Tony Goldwyn and with an incredible ensemble cast that includes Robert De Niro, Bobby Cannavale, Whoopi Goldberg, Rose Byrne, Rain Wilson, and Vera Farmiga. Along with newcomer William A. Fitzgerald, the film is an endearing and often funny story about Max, a divorced father and stand-up comedian living with his father and struggling to co-parent his autistic son, Ezra. When forced to confront difficult decisions about the future, Max and Ezra embark on a cross-country road trip that has a transcendent impact on both their lives. Ezra is an endearing and often funny exploration of a family determined to find their way through life's complexities with humor, compassion, and heart. An official selection of Deadline calls the film a touching testament to the power of love. IndieWire says it's funny and moving, and according to Next Best Picture, Ezra approaches autism with heart and authenticity. Only in theaters nationwide May 31st. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new natural hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design icon West Elm, the natural hybrid is the culmination of the two companies' shared values – Premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the natural hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary, indulges your senses, and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families families have a safe place to sleep. Visit lisa.com forward slash Chelsea to learn more. That's L-E-E-S-A dot com forward slash Chelsea. Hi, it's Chelsea here. If you've noticed that your hair isn't looking as full as it used to, Zion Health is here to help. Zion stands out as the experts in men's and women's hair loss treatments. I didn't realize that up to 50% of women struggle with hair loss. 
which is weird because we need to be talking about that more. Zion has treatments for all stages of life, including for hair loss due to menopause or pregnancy. Zion offers medicated and non-medicated solutions that are developed by dermatologists to maximize the growth and density of your hair. Getting a prescription is simple. Their online consultation platform gives you convenient access to personalized treatment plans. Hair loss gets more and more difficult to treat the longer you wait, so seek help with them soon. Visit xyonhealth.com to get started. That's xyonhealth.com. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Tired of hair removal tools that just don't cut it? Conair Girl Bomb gives you smooth, flawless results while putting you firmly in control. From achieving that silky smooth skin to boosting your inner confidence, Conair Girl Bomb is all about helping you elevate your self care game. Whether it's creating a hype playlist, throwing yourself into a hobby, or scheduling some me time, self-care is important to keeping you feeling confident and empowered. It's time to take your hair removal routine to the next level. You can trust Conair Girl Bomb to get the job done right. Conair Girl Bomb gives you the secret weapons for achieving powerful results with ease. Designed with women in mind, these tools boast the Sassy Girl Bomb Grip for unparalleled handling and precision, along with professional grade blades to deliver results that you used to only get from men's tools. No more compromising. So, to all you incredible women out there, treat yourself to a little Conair Girl Bomb magic. Don't settle for anything less than perfection. Elevate your grooming game with Conair Girl Bomb. Available now at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. Well, our next question comes from Francisco. He says, Dear Chelsea, my mom passed right after the pandemic started. My husband and I live in San Diego and my family is still in Arizona. I'm a kidney transplant recipient, so my husband and I were in a strict quarantine. While she was dying, we were able to see her, of course, using masks. My family respected and understood the precautions we were taking, but weren't taking this seriously and no one was wearing masks. I narrowly missed her passing since we were driving to the hospital when she died and I was devastated. We siblings all agreed that we would cremate her and then wait until the pandemic had, quote, passed, then do a memorial and spread her ashes at her mom's grave. We waited almost a year and my siblings decided to go through with the service, spreading her ashes. I told them I couldn't go. It was during a huge spike in COVID cases. I begged them to please wait until I was vaccinated. At this time, they had just started giving out vaccines to frontline workers, and then immunocompromised would be next. They said no. I asked them to please just save me a small amount of ashes. Again, they said no, because the Catholic Church doesn't condone splitting the ashes. Growing up, we always made decisions by majority vote. I asked for a vote, and everyone voted no, even the sister I was closest with. I was so heartbroken. They laid her to rest without me. I feel like I was not allowed to have closure. I feel they cheated me out of saying goodbye, and I haven't spoken to any of them since. I'm angry, and I can't let this go. 
I've visited my mom several times since. I've laid on the grass and just talked to her. I miss my family, but I can't seem to get over this. I'd appreciate any advice. Francisco. Oh, that's heartbreaking. I know. It it's, sounds like a bunch of people that didn't take COVID seriously and then can't believe that somebody's being cautious, you know? Like, oh, yeah. come on, you're not going to get it. I hate that attitude. It's like, you're. it's not up to you whether someone else gets COVID. Yeah, I understand you being mad at your family. You have every right to be upset with your family. So give that as much time as you need. And I think in the meantime... A great idea for you. I mean, I'm glad you're able to visit your mom at the memoriam where the she the ashes are. I guess is where she's visiting mm-hmm. her? at her mother's grave. So okay, goes to the graveside. Yeah, but there are ashes, not a grave. Though, Correct. Right? Okay. Correct. So you should really plan something for yourself, like for you to give your mother the goodbye that you is going to give you the closure, whether it's a small ceremony with you and your husband or you and your plan something, make it an event for you to say goodbye to your mother, write something down that you want to read to her, you know, bring the flowers, bring your friends. If you want to do it with your, a whole group of your people, then do that. But you have every right to celebrate your mother's passing. And I say celebrate because you want to celebrate her life, right? You want to pay respect to the fact of how long she was here and all the beautiful memories you have. And the fact that she's not ever going to leave her child's side. So she's always going to be here in some capacity. You just don't get to see her anymore. And I firmly believe in that. But you need to just have your day and have your funeral independent of your brothers and sisters. And when you are at a place that you're able to forgive them, then you can revisit that. But there's no rush to forgive them because they robbed you of saying goodbye to your mother. And I don't want you to sit in that for too long because then they've controlled your experience. And now you Mm. need to take control back of your experience. What do you think, Uzo? That is like super heartbreaking. It's sad because I feel like COVID has done so much to divide so many people and that your siblings, it sounds like, are like not believers in it is sad, you know? and didn't have the compassion to understand your medical state, you know, and in, you know, compromised state to wait is unfortunate. But I would say, yes, you should have maybe a celebration of life, you know, on her like one year maybe or something like that could be really nice. I do think it's important, especially when parents go, you know, I know what that feels like. It's important for like siblings to find their way back to like, whoever or whatever they were before like their parents left because it's really easy when parents aren't there sort of like sewing in the middle between each of you and helping to keep the peace over the like silly or big fights that you have for those things to go on for like much longer than maybe most parents would allow you give yourself the space because you are entitled to it to like feel what you're feeling but I if these are siblings who you were close to and like you had relationship with previous to your mother leaving it may be worth finding a time when you are calm and you can say what you feel without concern of how it's responded to. Like, sit your siblings down and really tell them how your feelings were hurt. Because it sounds like that—that that is what it is at the end of the day. Like, not just the robbery of not being able to participate in your mom, but like, you hurt my feelings. And that's sometimes like the baseline thing that I think most people can't ignore when you say that. Like, my feelings were hurt, you know? Forget about, like, how they were hurt. Like, they were hurt. Mm. That they sh- hopefully will be able to hear that and, like, a conversation can start. And how do we work to heal that wound for both of us? Because I imagine they maybe have hurt feelings for me, what they perceive as your absence. But 
how do we come back to, you know, just really sort of like opening ourselves up to a vulnerable enough place of saying like, my feelings are hurt and, and why? Mm-hmm. And maybe that will pave some of those inroads. Cause if you were family previous to your mom, I would imagine your mom would want you to come back to being family again. For sure. That's, that's what it makes me think of too, is like your mom would want you to at some point forgive and get to a place where you can have a relationship. Maybe it's with all your siblings. Maybe it's just with the sister that you were super close with. But yeah, I think Uza's right. Starting from a place of vulnerability when you are ready for that and just coming to them with that. Yeah, I mean, I feel that way about my mom when she died, told me, like, you better keep this family together. She said that when she was dying on her deathbed, like, I'm counting on you. You need to take care of this one and you need to take care of your brother. She said that to me and I took it like that is everything I do is with that intention because of my, you know, she never asked me for a single thing. And like, I think Mm -hmm. any mother's wish is for her family to be together once she's gone. Thousand percent. My mom, may she rest, she just left us a year and change ago before leaving was like this you people she always called this you people like like you people like, you know like you must stay together you know and um i remember right after her internment my siblings and i were in a group hug and saying that you know and just really the biggest way we could honor our parents would be to still love and be in each other's lives the shame would be like if we let that collapse, all of that work that had been done, particularly by this one here, if that fell, if it was only she was the foundation, you know what I'm saying? And there's no way, there's no way. I love so much of what I do. I love my friends. I love everything else in my life. There's nothing that matches, will ever match my family. And even though I'm building my own family now, like that core family, it's just on where I'm 10, there's nothing. Was your mom able to see you get married, Uzo? She did. Isn't it crazy life events? We've talked about this before. Somebody leaves your life and then this, I know you've been together with your partner for a long time, but the wedding, you know, comes, the times go together. Like somebody leaves and then there's a baby born or there's a wedding or there's a marriage. It's just the way things work like that. As certain people exit out of our lives, other big events enter. And I've always been fascinated by that. You know, after my mom died, so many major things happened to me. I fell in love for the first time. I was starting my TV show, one of my first TV shows. And it was just like, I was like, God, this is such an interesting dichotomy. Like, I'm experiencing such loss, but I have so many distractions and Mm -hmm. so many things where my life was just beginning. A thousand percent. Like, you know, right after my mom passed away, my sister Chi Chi, she just was pregnant. She just had her baby a couple months ago, delivered just short of a year after my mother passed away. And like, what a miracle, you know, like we say, like when she, when she said she was pregnant, it was like, oh my gosh, after the rain always comes the sun. That's what I kept hearing, you know what I mean? And like thinking, and it's like, yes, absolutely. And look at this beautiful baby girl now in our lives, starting out in a new marriage. I'll also say this, I make this joke like with my siblings, I don't know if like when you first get to heaven, you get like a fresh batch of miracles or what the journey was like. <laughs> you get like scooted to the front of the line from like the older angels, you know what I mean? So you get to like rain a lot of like stuff out there. And I was like, you guys better get your wishes in line in order. And you know what I mean? And start asking mom for what you want because she's like up there like, I don't know how long this lasts. 
So you guys literally- Yeah, right. I don't know how long I've got this fairy dust for, so get your shit together. Yes. Totally. Like filing out miracles left and right. Like, so that makes me feel good when I think about it. Well, our last question today comes from Cheyenne. She's also on the phone. Cheyenne says, Dear Chelsea, I'm a 25-year-old from Minnesota. When I was about two years old, my uncle Brian went missing. He disappeared after going on a trip to Vegas. My dad's side of the family does not talk about their feelings or any family history. I've always been fascinated and concerned by my family's lack of interest in finding out what happened to my uncle. So in college, I started digging for more information, and as I found out more details, parts of my family, mostly my grandparents, got very upset by this. My grandma even stopped talking to my dad for a while, specifically because of this. How do I balance my interest and concern for finding out more about my uncle's whereabouts without making more issues with that side of the family? Thanks, Cheyenne. Hi, Cheyenne. Hi. Hi, this is Uzo. Hi, it's nice to meet you. You too. Hi, Cheyenne. So you started looking into your uncle's murder or disappearance, right? You don't know that he was murdered? Yeah, I, I, we really have no idea what happened to him. Basically, all we know is he went to Vegas and they found his car in California. And there has been nothing since then. And there hasn't been any police reports made on it. So there's been a, a lot of frustration with me with my family just because I'm like, well, why aren't you doing anything? And yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. <laughs> it sounds like the perfect opportunity for you to start a podcast and track this <laughs> and track your uncle yes. down. <laughs> yeah, that's what a lot of people have told me. So, <laughs> I mean, you have every right to pursue this and find out all of the stuff that you want to find out. Just obviously your family's not interested in hearing it. So it's not necessary for you to share all of your findings with them, is it? Yeah, I don't think so. And they're like, for me, I'm so open to doing this and figuring out all I can figure out because even though I was very young when he disappeared, I care about it a lot for whatever reason. But I just get worried about my dad and my grandma's relationship because since I started looking into it, she's gotten weird about it. And I don't know why that is. And it makes me suspicious, but I don't want to think that way. (laughs) But the thing that holds me back from digging into it is ruining their relationship. I'm seeing Chelsea in the, if you are going to pursue it, you don't have to tell anybody in your family. You don't have to bring them into it. If it's your personal pursuit, it's your personal pursuit. They have their reasons. You know, I, I don't know what a mother's reason would be for not wanting to know what happened to her son or a brother's reason would be for that but they have their reasons. And I would guess that you have to respect their reasons, whatever the reason is. Is it your grandmother finding out, like, can your dad just not talk to your grandmother about it? Or do you have to stop talking to your dad about it? No, my dad, he he's pretty open to talking about it. I honestly don't really talk to my grandma much to begin with. So the last time I brought it up, I told my dad what I had found out and stuff, and it was things that he didn't know. Like what? What did you find out? It's kind of something I probably shouldn't get into. I don't know. I I don't really know, like, the details of it, so I don't want to say anything or come to any conclusions before I know the, the actual details of it. But I had told him that information, and he 
confronted my grandma about that information and she got upset and stopped Mm -hmm. talking to him for a little while. And so it's like having that, he's kind of the middleman in the situation. And I'm like, Oh, I don't want your relationship with her to get ruined because of me. I think when you have a notion or an instinct that's strong, a like your curiosity in this, you should just follow that. Like when you're interested in something and you have a passion for it, there's no question then. Who gives a fuck what your grandmother thinks? You don't even care, really. So just don't loop (laughs) her in. And, you know, you don't even need to, you know, loop your dad in when you find something concrete, if you find something concrete. But um, yeah, pursue it. You know, you who knows what you're going to find out. Yeah, I'm not. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. It's it's kind of one of those things. I know the answer to the question. Mm. I just need someone to tell me to go do it. <laughs> yeah. And Crime Junkie just did an episode about a missing person. And they were working with someone who had sort of been looking for her missing mother. And they did a whole episode on it, asked for leads from their huge number of followers. So that might be an avenue as well, like going to somebody who already has a following and saying, hey, here's the information I do have. Can you help me dig into this? Good idea. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that is a good idea. But yeah, it's your right. He's, you know, he's related to you as well. Even if you didn't know him because you were two, you know, you're allowed yeah. to have that curiosity. And I mean, think it. how nice he'd feel if he knew that his little niece, who was two years old when he died, is still, you know, thinking about him all the time like he deserves to be found yeah yeah no definitely and i'll totally look into reaching out to other resources and that kind of thing too yeah absolutely and i would also say potentially try doing a 23andme there are some resources that you can look at for submitting your DNA, if you do something like that, to databases that are specifically for missing persons. And I believe it's called the DNA Doe Project. So take a look at that. You can submit your DNA there. And that way, if he is a Doe somewhere and he was found, but no one knows where he came from because he was in a different state and all these different things, they can help identify him with that. Okay. Yeah, I'll definitely look into that. I feel like we're hosting a crime podcast right now. (laughs) Wow. Look at all the resources, Catherine. Always coming in hot with some good stuff. (laughs) I love murder podcasts. I'm a diehard murderino. So, (laughs) all right. Well, good luck, Cheyenne. Let us know if anything transpires, if you find anything out. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much. It was great talking to you guys. You too. Bye, Cheyenne. Bye. This was what what a pena- uh, penalty a panoply <laughs> I was going to say a penalty what a panoply of uh, callers and questions today yes little murder yeah. well I guess I should stop saying he's murdered they don't know that yes or locked up I still thought oh oh yeah. yeah yeah that's a good one maybe the mom knows but the rest you know what I mean uh huh yeah. Exactly like what mother wouldn't be interested in finding out about that what happened to her child so mm-hmm. there you go. Yeah, witness protection, it could go a lot of ways. A lot of ways. That's another one, right? Well, we'll take a quick ad break, and then we'll be back with Uzo and Chelsea. This podcast is brought to you by the new film Ezra from Bleecker Street, directed by Tony Goldwyn and with an incredible ensemble cast that includes Robert De Niro, Bobby Cannavale, Whoopi Goldberg, Rose Byrne, Rain Wilson, and Vera Farmiga. 
Along with newcomer William A. Fitzgerald, the film is an endearing and often funny story about Max, a divorced father and stand-up comedian living with his father and struggling to co-parent his autistic son, Ezra. When forced to confront difficult decisions about the future, Max and Ezra embark on a cross-country road trip that has a transcendent impact on both their lives. Ezra is an endearing and often funny exploration of a family determined to find their way through life's complexities with humor, compassion, and heart. An official selection of Deadline calls the film a touching testament to the power of love. IndieWire says it's funny and moving, and according to Next Best Picture, Ezra approaches autism with heart and authenticity. Only in theaters nationwide May 31st. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new natural hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design icon West Elm, the natural hybrid is the culmination of the two companies' shared values, premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the natural hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary, indulgence your senses and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Visit lisa.com forward slash Chelsea to learn more. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com forward slash Chelsea. Hi, it's Chelsea here. If you've noticed that your hair isn't looking as full as it used to, Zion Health is here to help. Zion stands out as the experts in men's and women's hair loss treatments. I didn't realize that up to 50% of women struggle with hair loss which is weird because we need to be talking about that more. Zion has treatments for all stages of life, including for hair loss due to menopause or pregnancy. Zion offers medicated and non-medicated solutions that are developed by dermatologists to maximize the growth and density of your hair. Getting a prescription is simple. Their online consultation platform gives you convenient access to personalized treatment plans. Hair loss gets more and more difficult to treat the longer you wait, so seek help with them soon. Visit xyonhealth.com to get started. That's xyonhealth.com. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed... (laughs) Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Tired of hair removal tools that just don't cut it? Conair Girlbomb gives you smooth, flawless results while putting you firmly in control. From achieving that silky smooth skin to boosting your inner confidence, Conair Girlbomb is all about helping you elevate your self-care game. Whether it's creating a hype playlist, throwing yourself into a hobby, or scheduling some me time, self-care is important to keeping you feeling confident and empowered. It's time to take your hair removal routine to the next level. You can trust Conair Girl Bomb to get the job done right. Conair Girl Bomb gives you the secret weapons for achieving powerful results with ease. Designed with women in mind, these tools boast the sassy Girl Bomb grip for unparalleled handling and precision, along with professional grade blades to deliver results that you used to only get from men's tools. No more compromising. 
So to all you incredible women out there, treat yourself to a little Conair Girl Bomb magic. Don't settle for anything less than perfection. Elevate your grooming game with Conair Girl Bomb. Available now at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. And we're back. Yay! <laughs> well, Uzo, did you have any advice that you wanted to ask for from Chelsea? Yes. Is it just one question I can ask? Whatever you want, girl. Okay, okay. Talking about marriage, right? When it comes to Spotify, so we both had our individual playlists. Follow me here. It's pressing. <laughs> like, I know it sounds small, but <laughs> you both have your individual Spotify accounts. Do we cancel one and now start a whole... I don't know about you guys about like how many likes or playlists you have going. I have a lot. We have a lot. Do we cancel one account and then start all over or just keep the two accounts going? I feel like you should keep the two accounts going because that's a long history of both of you, right? And yes. you can start one together, but don't erase the other two. Mm, well, there's a word. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I, this is a real question. I was like, I've been waffling with this for a while. I also like this Spotify, iTunes, all of this can all fall under the umbrella of like iTunes, like movie accounts too. Like, the you know, all of this is lives in the same house. Yeah. Well, throw me a couple of playlists if you've got some extras. I could always use a new playlist on Spotify. So why don't you text me that so I can download it? Because I am terrible at making Spotify playlists. And so anytime anybody has a good one, I'm like, please. I'll send you a Yeah, upbeat, good, (laughs) chill. Like, I love anything. So yeah, send them my way. I'll send you an array of music. Yes. Okay. That is a real question that I've been like sort of hammering back and forth about. I have to tell you, Uzo, I wish we got more questions like that. Like, (laughs) (laughs) It's a real one, though, right? Don't you see? You see what I'm saying? Yes. We're paying for the exact same thing. But at the same time, it's like, I don't know realistically if I have the energy to, like, text and send myself every single playlist. No, you don't. I'm going to answer for you. You don't. (laughs) I, I don't. And I'm also not sure once I've texted and sent it to myself, once I deactivate the account, if I can retrieve it. So then what we're really talking about is screenshotting every account and then physically going back. Do you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. I can send it to myself and it works. But then once I deactivate the account, does the playlist still exist? No. Yeah, I think you need to hold on to your playlist. And I think so does he. This is a real question. What else am I thinking about? Oh, okay. Do we want a second dog? Yes. I've never had. We have one. We have an Airedale Terrier. Fenway Bark is his name. Go soft. <laughs> and um, do we want a second dog? And is it hard to manage too? You, ha- I know you love dogs, but yeah. And you- uh, listen, I'm not managing them. Okay, my <laughs> housekeeper and my dog walker are. So I'll be honest about that. But listen, two dogs is always better than one dog. So like, as soon as you get another dog, you're gonna be like, how did we not always have two dogs? Okay, it's not more. You don't think? No, it makes your family even ho- like more whole. It's just the best, you know, four is better than three in a house until you have babies or whatever you're planning. Just dogs are just winners. It's always a win. I love Fenway so much already. Like, but I was, I've never, this is my first dog. I've never had a dog before. So, and I love him so much and and he's such a good dog, but like, 
I don't know anything about dogs, you know, except for what I know of Femway. And I'm like, I don't know what this means to dogs. And I also don't know because he's five and a half. Does it matter if you bring, you know what I mean? Like, is he going to be dominant to, you know what I'm saying? They usually figure it out. You know what I mean? Once they realize they're in the same house together, they suss it out and they just kind of like operate together. So it doesn't really matter what age the other dog is. You just kind of like throw them in together and you're like, here's a situation. Everybody level up. And then they do. Copy that. Do you agree with that? I do. And I think at five and a half, he's not going to be like too old and grumpy. Yeah, yeah. That he'll be mean about a puppy. He'll be he'll be okay. It's good. It's actually a great time because it's going to re-energize your, the dog you have and give yeah. him an extra Ooh. lease on life and an extra couple of years. Yeah. And also dogs are pack animals. So I feel like as people are going back to work more or traveling more as the pandemic is hopefully waning, they'll have each other to hang out with and have a lot less, what do they call it, when like separation anxiety. Like if you guys need to travel a lot or you go away for a week or whatever, they'll have each other. Okay. Thanks, y'all. Yeah. Thanks for bringing some real questions to the table, Uzo. <laughs> yeah. Love it. Loved having you today. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. This is great. Appreciate you both. Bye, Catherine. Bye, Chelsea. Bye. Bye, honey. Have a great day. Thank you. You too. Bye. Bye. Oh, she was so great. Yeah, she's cool. She's got she's got a very calming voice and yeah. love talking. You know, yeah. it's like very calming. Oh, guys, we have new merch available. Dear Chelsea merch. So you can get Dear Chelsea t-shirts or hats. Hats! Ah! <laughs> They're really cute, though. We picked out yeah. cute colors, and yeah. And what about the flip-flops? No flip-flops. No flip-flops. Okay, well, that's for the best, anyway. I mean, that's you know how I feel. <laughs> that's off-brand, but I thought it would be funny anyway, only to sell female flip-flops. Well, mm-hmm. and gay men can wear them. Yeah. It's just not straight. Anyone who gets a pedicure on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. But yeah. yeah, we have merch now. How cute is that? Yay! So go to ChelseaHandler.com to uh, buy your merch. Yes. Okay. We have added some second shows in areas. I'm filming my next stand-up special at the Ryman in Nashville. So tickets are now on sale for that. And we've added second shows in D.C. and at the Wiltern in Los Angeles. And, oh, San Francisco. Yeah, we're adding a second show in San Francisco at the Masonic. And that weekend, I perform at the Masonic two shows. And then Joe Coy performs the next night and the next night and at some – arena in san francisco so we're going to be both performing in the same city the same weekend so how fun oh my goodness just a couple descending on a city and just doing wonderful things yeah (laughs) descending on our hot air balloon that's how we like to enter cities (laughs) oh okay so if you're looking to write into this podcast i get so many dms on instagram not knowing how to it's dear chelsea project at gmail.com gmail.com so you can write in for any questions you have that you want advice on um if you're seeking advice about relationships about work stuff mm-hmm. about sex stuff about animal stuff but not with sex like that's <laughs> a separate topic yes. and then anything that's going on interpersonal affairs we like an affairs we like well we don't like but we like giving advice about them right if you're just in a situation where you're feeling kind of unmotivated 
excited and you need a kick in the ass, you know, whatever. But don't be shy because we love our callers. And this has been going just so swimmingly, Catherine. Yeah. We have so many interesting people that call in and with really interesting problems. And then they double back with us and give us updates, which is so nice. Yeah, it's so great. So nice to see progress. Mm-hmm. And people always think like, oh, I never thought you were going to get to my question. It's like, no, we, we're, go- we're going through them all. So we just might pick yours. Okay. Bye-bye. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you. And how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. Here's an important life tip. It is absolutely essential that you always know where to find a delicious sandwich at a moment's notice. Usually the answer is as easy as Jimmy John's. You know you're always getting some good sandwiches because they make them with fresh baked bread, premium quality meats, and hand sliced veggies. Like their Italian nightclub made with salami, capicolo, ham, and provolone. Everybody loves that one. So if you're looking for the sandwich of sandwiches, order on the Jimmy John's app or online at jimmyjohns.com today. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girlbomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate Girlbomb grip and professional-grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girlbomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girlbomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. We all know how important it is to get a good night's sleep. I know that if I don't sleep for eight hours a night, I am not a sharp. From memory foam mattresses that hug in all the right places to hybrids that keep you cool all night long. Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support at every price point. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash Chelsea for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. L-E-E-S-A dot com forward slash Chelsea. Hi, everyone. Chelsea here. We should be talking much more about women's hair loss. There are many reasons that hair loss can happen in women, from a number of medical conditions like anemia all the way to transitions like pregnancy or menopause. And that's where Zion Health comes in. They are hair loss experts who make getting treatment easy and accessible with both medicated and non-medicated options available. Go to xyonhealth.com to get started. 